0: Welcome back to The Mood Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Elizabeth. And I'm your co-host, Chloe Parr. And today, our current mood is thankful. And our convo is going to be all about why we are thankful for our heartbreak. Because I feel as though a lot of times, people always ask how to get through heartbreak. And it feels like the worst thing ever. But in reality, in hindsight, we're genuinely pretty thankful for it. I would say
1: not right away. No, not right away. There's probably people listening being like, fuck you guys. This (laughs) sucks. But I promise you guys, you get there. and. And honestly, yeah, I'm I'm honestly thankful.
0: But first, let's jump into our best mood and worst mood of the week. Okay, my best mood of the week is I feel like it's fun. Because you know how a lot of times... And you were actually kind of... a fun
1: girly. I'm a fun girly like this.
0: But okay, you know how a lot of times when you're having anxiety or you're stressed... You were saying this before we started recording. But you can kind of like project and just be really cranky and irritable and stuff. And yeah, I we'll feel, get to that soon. <laughs> and I feel like I have been very, like I said last week, overwhelmed and stuff. But I've been very mindful of when I'm with people to not let it kind of get in the way of me enjoying spending time with people. So I feel as though the last week I've actually had a lot of fun with my friends. I had fun with my brother yesterday. I've had fun with you the past couple times that you've come over. I had fun with my mom. So it's just like, wait, I'm actually doing a pretty good job of like being stressed and overwhelmed. But I'm still being a fun girly. Like I'm not... Turning into a cranky old wench.
1: Honestly, I noticed it when I walked in today. Really? You felt like lighter. You're I'm like, hi, good morning. That's right. Like, I, I took a shower. I'm in my wet bun. I'm ready for you. Wait, I literally wrote, I said,
0: I just feel like there's a lightness to me and I'm able, that yeah. I'm able to harness even when irritability comes you're like up. you light as a feather right now. I'm literally, I mean, not like physically, let me tell you. <laughs> Shut up. But um, yeah, no, I feel like there's a lightness to me because I think it's actually helping me get through all the overwhelmingness and stress because. If I just turn into like cranky and irritable and all that stuff, it's only going to make it worse for myself. So I'm feeling very like light and fun and able to compartmentalize all the work stress, which I think is nice. I love that. It's kind of
1: making me feel lighter. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's... um What's it called? Contagious. Contagious. It's yeah. contagious. It's toxic. Because I think when you wake up and you're in a good, light mood, yeah, you may me be like, oh wait, I was kind of cranky. Now I'm like, woo, let's go. Well, no, because I was
0: honestly feeling like a little cranky just in the like mindset of how much shit I had to do today. Yeah. And then I was, I get sometimes nervous that I'm going to take it out on other people. So I've just been making the conscious decision to like not do right. that. And when, like, I, like, get over to my mom's house, not being like, hi, mom. Like, you
1: know, (laughs) which is, like, so easy to do. So, yeah, that's my best mood. My best mood, I don't, this is not really a mood, so everyone don't be like, um, aren't you an English major? Um, (laughs) but anyways, prioritizing is my best mood. So, it's, like, an action, but also makes me feel focused. I feel like
0: you can feel prioritized. Yeah. Well, I feel like when you feel prioritized, it's like someone else is doing it to you, but I know what you mean.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Everyone, you know what I mean, but i feel like before i was just so distracted because i mean i hopefully i can tell you guys soon and be like honest but i have to just kind of be vague right now i have a big decision to make come next year honestly like a lot of decisions lately but it's just like having that like time crunch of like it feels like a ticking bomb where yeah. it's like oh i have two months and then got to make the big decision that could be like i don't know not life-changing but it's just very stressful But Um, I think it's
0: also different when you do have the timeline aspect and it's not this like crazy timeline you've made up in your head. Like you actually have a time crunch of when you need to make a decision by for what you're doing with your life. And that's almost kind of this like added stress of it's not like, what do I feel like doing? What should I do? It's like, 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 no, I literally have to decide. No, for
1: sure. And like anxiety girlies, it's like not knowing what you need to do gives you more (laughs) stress But when you know and you're like, okay, this is the timeline, I actually, like, had a lot of, like, weight lift off my shoulders. So prioritizing in a way where it's, like, now I know what to do. I'm focused, like, and doing the things that will help me make this decision. Yeah. But then also, like, as we mature, you know, I feel like we said this before in our LA podcast, but I used to be, like, me, me, me in LA. Mm -hmm. Like, I honestly, like, not in a selfish way, like, I would think about myself a lot. Like, what do I do in my career? What do I do next for, like... Job, I don't know. It was, yeah, it was always, like, me, 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 and, like, all my dreams. So having someone that's so, like, important in my life now, my boyfriend, um, I just feel like it feels so good to prioritize people you love, too. So I feel like I've stepped back from, like, just focusing on, like, all this stress of, like, these huge me, me, me decisions and being like, oh, wait, like, what's important to you so I can, like, prioritize that. And make them happy, which has made me happy, and I don't know, it's just like a great mood booster. It's made me really happy.
0: I feel like it's nice when you have a teammate to yeah, make life exactly. decisions with, and you have to kind of balance and prioritize both of your needs because it's nice when things aren't all about you. And just like knowing someone has your back during it all, too, yeah, is really nice. I
1: know it's like he's my rock, but he was just telling me about his like career aspirations, and I was like, oh, I really want to be like there for you. Like, how do we like together? yeah you get there and it's like it's been really nice just putting someone before yourself I know that sounds so selfish but like it's really well no but I feel
0: like when you're like in your early 20s like and if you're not in a serious committed relationship and you're just kind of hustling it's completely natural I don't think it's like selfish I think that's the time when you're supposed to be selfish and now we're just kind of slowly moving into the next phase of our lives where we have like bigger girl decisions to make and it's nice being able to be excited about that. It feels good to slow down and like really think about what's important. To don't your- worry, guys. I don't have anyone to do it with. If you feel if it's making you feel bad,
1: <laughs> but even and family and friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
0: know. Okay, my worst mood this week is like I don't know if this kind of related to some of the stuff you said, but it's almost like shooting myself, which is something we talk about on the podcast a lot. And it's basically like I should do this, I should do this, or I should be doing this. And instead of thinking, what do I need? What do I want? And I found myself especially. Just getting really sucked into like social media and my phone. And not even just social media, but also like emails and tasks and all this stuff. And I kind of wasn't really thinking, okay, what do I want to do right now? What what does my day look like for me? I was just shooting myself of I should be doing this, I should do that, and not listening to my body, not listening to my mind. And it's just like one of those worst moods where you're not, like, being a negative Nancy or anything. You just can't almost think straight, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just you feel like there's just so many things going on in your mind because you don't know what you should be doing and you're trying to should yourself. And so I felt, like, even at my therapy appointment on Monday, I talked a mile a fucking minute. I literally, she was like, is this how you and Don't you always talk about- No, but, like, sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, or, like, da-da-da. Like, yeah. And she was like, is this how your mind is right now? Or is this just because you have so much to catch me up on or both? And I was like, I'm literally talking like in real life, right? Because I was just so... Because remember last week, my worst mood was overwhelmed. And so I turned all of that into shooting. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was not like, okay, everything's overwhelming me. Now it was like, okay, which thing should I be doing? What should I be focusing on? Instead of being like, okay, what do I want and actually sitting down with myself. And so I got very just, it it almost paralyzes you because you can't decide what you should be doing and you're not listening to what you're actually desiring
1: that you're just like, like it was crazy. Like a it was evolution. fucking annoying. Yeah, wow. it was literally fucking annoying. When you wrote that down, I actually was like, "Wait, I need to look this up because I don't know what shitting is." So yeah, I'm glad you explained it because wow, it's like I one of my favorite. Relate.
0: It's one of my favorite things to like logically know because you don't realize you're doing it in your head, and once you like hear someone say it, then when you're just thinking throughout your day, oh, what should I do? What should I do? You hear the word and you think, oh, oh wait, I'm shitting myself. Let me reframe this and think. What do I want to do? What do I need to do right now? And I think that's almost like a part of my best mood, like in the fun, chill thing was, you know how you can like reframe your narrative, if narratives in your head, bigger picture wise, what I've been doing is I've been renaming everything instead of reframing because I don't need to go so broad picture, but sometimes it's like, if I think, oh, it's so annoying that I had to do the podcast today, I'll clock that and I'll just say, What if it's exciting and nice that I get to do the podcast today? So I've just been kind of renaming a lot of things. And I think that's why shooting was such a big one. Because it's that overarching worst mood, And so it's been a nice little mood booster to like just casually rename things in my head of. Maybe it's not annoying. Maybe it's exciting. Maybe it's not annoying. Maybe it's like I'm grateful. Just like little name things. Because it just, like, makes it a little bit better of a mood
1: throughout the week, you know? I feel like that goes back to creating your own reality where, like, the more you, like, manifest it and, like, say what it is over and over, it actually happens. Yeah, so it's,
0: like, if you just say, oh, I have to do this work, it's so annoying, it's just going to become annoying and, like, you're going to resent it where... Instead, like, yeah, like you're gonna get annoyed, you're gonna have bad moods. Yeah. But if at least, like, in the moment, you can just try to, like, have a different perspective or a different narrative in your head so that it's, stuff is just more enjoyable. Because right. there's gonna be stuff we have to do no matter what. So you yeah. might as well, like, at least try to not make it fucking miserable all right. the time.
1: I like that. My worst mood, I had, like, a hard week, everyone. So my worst mood was short tempered, which is a nice way to say I was a bitch. <laughs>
0: Um. <laughs> I literally said that the other day. I was like, the guy that I'm dating said that it was, that uh, last night was interesting. And I was like, that's a nice, I, I was like, that's a nice way to say you were a fucking
1: psychopath. Yeah. Generous. <laughs> oh my God. I know. My boyfriend's like, you're kind of cranky. I was like, no, I'm a fucking bitch. Yeah. I was just crack. Fucking bitch. But yeah, I think when I get really stressed where it actually like, it all comes like to fruition and like, it catches up to me, I get so cranky and just short-tempered where like anything could just like set me off and unfortunately the people that I love the most (laughs) I'm around the most so they get like all of it (laughs) so I do I have been projecting my like crankiness on people Mm. have I too yet I don't know yeah it was pretty good today no you were fine um but I think it comes from like again this like timeline thing I have with like making some important life decisions I just like I'm so short-tempered where I just get like frustrated with myself where I'm like I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. So I'm getting frustrated where it's like, just make decisions. Or like, why can't I just like put everything together and have it all? But life is about sacrificing. So some things you can have, some things you can't. But yeah. I think everything happens for a reason. But again, i just been really cranky trying to figure this out. And like, <laughs> just putting it on people so did
0: when your boyfriend told you that you were short tempered did it like at least give you like a reality
1: check yes. and you were able to like take a step back and like stop being cranky my thing is like i just need like space yeah. so i went and like just took some alone time and then when i finally get out of the cloud of crankiness i'm like oh shit i was such a bitch yeah so then i like go back and apologize <laughs> to everyone that was in the wake of chloe's short temperedness. well now that
0: i think about it when i called you on Friday evening, you like answer the phone. You're like, "Hello," and you were running on the treadmill. So maybe that's what you were doing. Yeah, it
1: probably was. I've honestly been doing that and getting into um, like meditation apps. Oh, really? I've honestly been doing like breathing exercises because I just it'll help me get out of it quicker. So then I'm calming myself down and I'm like more clear minded. Where I'm like, okay, I'm just being cranky because I'm stressed. Stop putting it on other people. Well,
0: it's so easy to put it on other people because even when you're describing that feeling, I can feel the physical symptoms in my body. Yes,
1: I know. But it's like hard when you're like in like the chaos of your mind to think of that. I just need to be present and like think of ways to not project it. So you are doing that. You're
0: doing a good job. Well, that honestly leads us to mood boosters. Because the best thing to do when you're especially feeling that way is to boost your mood. And they're always changing and different and constant. And my first mood booster this week was a little bit actually inspired by you when you were saying the other week that um, you put your phone down a lot. I just found myself when I get that kind of chaotic and that pent up feeling of energy. I've found that I really need to like turn off everything. And I've been sitting in silence. I don't want to look at social media. I don't want to look at my phone. I just get in these like moods where it just feels loud, even when something's not a sound. Yeah. Like I just, I can't have, even if it it, both sound and not sound, like I I can't have anything on the TV. I can't have anything visual, anything sound like anything that sounds like anything and I've just been sitting in the silence and trying to like regroup and I did it almost like after every single task I did yesterday I would like edit an entire video and then I would literally sit in silence like I just think there's like too much like incoming stuff right and so it was really nice as someone who's like not quite at meditating yet having being like okay this is intentional quiet time where I'm not gonna think about what I need to do, what I should be doing. I'm just going to sit with myself and sit in the peace and quiet and just breathe and relax for a moment. And then after about like 10 minutes or whatever it was, I, my brain would kind of start functioning again, but it wasn't in a way where it was overwhelming and I would like get up and do the next thing. So it was like the mood booster was legit, putting my phone down, not having anything on the TV, not reading, not listening to music. Almost like this kind of gateway into meditating, but mostly just calming down and being alone
1: in silence. <laughs> Does I that make sense? That. Yes, there's beauty in silence. Yeah. Especially a world, like, controlled by technology. That's yeah. why I do love a Kindle. But sometimes I have to pick up a physical book yeah. because you just have to get away from, like, I've any I've been thinking about that lately. Technology. Yeah. Even if it's a Kindle, even, like, the light from a Kindle, I'm just like, oh, my God, I got to get away from yeah. anything like this. So I totally get that. I'm glad you're doing it, too.
0: It just, like, felt nice in a way to just, like, not have any distraction. But then if you're going to do it, my recommendation is to at least tell yourself what you're doing because I think it makes it that much bigger of a mood booster because it's so easy to be like, I can't believe I just, like, fucking sat and did nothing for 10 minutes. And it's like, no, just be like, this is my intentional me time and that's also like sometimes if i was really overwhelmed that's when i would do like the gratitudes and like the renaming of stuff too so it's almost like my own version of meditation yeah i think it's I like so that. easy people like with shooting people think oh well i should be meditating with an app and it's like no if you can sit there in silence and just think of things you're grateful for and breathe like that's just literally meditating 100%. so it's like why yeah. do you you don't have to do because you saw someone on instagram do it a different way you right. know so it's like taking all like the incoming people like text messages coming at you emails coming at you people's worlds coming at you from their phones like it's just putting everything away intentionally nice and I feel
1: like mine actually goes off of that but the opposite way but I actually like this so my first one is the Headspace app but I've been doing what you're doing we're setting up like alone time Mm -hmm. and again like my short time for this this week i was like okay i actually need some direction yeah so i actually opened up an app for the first time and i'll keep this short because headspace has been out there but i have tried the calm app and i like headspace better because interesting i like challenges i'm very competitive but they have like seven days of stress-free meditation like they have like challenges like that where i'm like oh okay let me see if i can just do this for like three days and i'm good yeah but honestly i just put on the app when i was like about to fall asleep and even the voice and the music just calmed me down That's nice. or I don't even have to like meditate meditate I don't even know I'm still learning like how so I was just breathing to like the calming music of it and yeah. I actually kind of needed that like direction this week for
0: someone with like you know how we always say like how you it's for me, it's scary to start a new show. I'd rather just rewatch yeah. New Girl. I think it's so hard to like sometimes for me start something new, even if it's gonna be good for me and I know I'm gonna like it. It's just like there's a stubbornness in my anxiety of like, I don't know if I'm gonna like it. I don't know if it's yeah. gonna be good. And so it's honestly like even just such like a big for me, like s- small win of like you started like you downloaded the app and you like actually put it on. Right. You know what I mean? Like I for like, me, I'm needed like
1: that noise this week where I just yeah. heard someone else's voice and just like fell asleep to it. No, Instead I, of, I like, used to love doing be that. Being alone, Night. my own thoughts, but usually I do. So. Yeah,
0: I actually used to love falling asleep. Yeah, to. I think it's still nice to fall asleep to it. I do too. Yeah. That's
1: like my version of meditating. So I mean, I think it's good. Yeah.
0: Okay, my next one is so I don't know how many Midwest or like East Coast girlies we have out there, but holy motherfucking shit, the weather just changed, and so I had to get a humidifier. I had to get hand of cream. Of course, you did. And I'm like, wait, did it? <laughs> I'm fine. I literally woke up, I thought, for three <laughs> days in a row, I thought I had fucking strep throat. I literally couldn't breathe. You got the And throat. so the humidifier and the hand cream and just, because last winter I talked about a lot on the podcast, like all these little night rituals I started, and I feel like I just didn't really need them in the summer. So their mood boosters at night are coming back full swing because... And it's also, like, one of those things, like, it's annoying. Like, do you think I want to fucking clean up my
1: humidifier and then, like, refill it? Well, I should ask around for, for Christmas or something. Like, a nice Dyson one. Oh, I mean. Oh, yeah.
0: Game changer. Well, so my friend, she was like, no, get this one off Amazon. It's, like, the best one. And it's the only one that I've actually noticed a difference with. You just have to, like, clean it and shit. So I sent her a text. And I'm like, Well, you remind me of, like, what I'm supposed to do? She sent me this, like, mini paragraph. I'm like, well, this is a fucking ordeal. But you know what? I'm going to take is care of myself. It? I mean, yeah, I mean, she just had to, like, clean it out and wash it, and I'm, I'm just lazy as shit, yeah. but you know what? I literally can't fucking breathe. I feel like ass, and it's not a mood booster feeling like shit, so my mood booster is finally pulling trigger, getting the humidifier that I never purchased last winter, getting a new hand cream that is really cute. I'll show you, by the way. It's okay. called Soft Soft Services. It's by... is it the, a cute little tube? Oh, it's not even a cute little tube. It looks like decor on your nightstand. Oh, I think you showed that to yeah. me Yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really cute. Okay and it's by the people that uh did glossier but the only thing i will say is it doesn't smell great like the lotion okay and me and my friends all agreed but since i had covid my nose changed and so to me it actually smells worse than it even does to my oh. friends because it's like this certain smell that like i just i like, can't do anymore okay anyway it's so i don't know if i would like 10 out of 10 recommend it but it is a really cute concept they just need to change the way it smells so mm-hmm. having my getting back into the, like the rehydrating my skin and nose and just everything it's going to be a journey so get with it people
1: you've always had dry lips so maybe like recommend okay <laughs> like first, first of all <laughs> that was
0: literally so fucking rude i feel attacked um you literally you always like bite your lips in the winter okay first of all now you're making me do it second of all do you want to talk about like See, you just peel dead skin you always do that and i always wanted to get you some lip stuff okay <laughs> okay first of all whoa Second of all, do you want to talk about the fact that you literally used to have cracked oh, hands? Yeah. Your hands were so dry they used to crack and bleed, and you had to sleep with gloves on. I did
1: gloves with lotion. Aquaphor? Guess what I just ordered on Amazon? Aquaphor? gloves. You did
0: for nighttime. Yeah, leather gloves. Oh my <laughs> god. I
1: love all do I jokes that no one gets? Do
0: I literally, like for context? I guess I brought a boyfriend home one time, and he wore leather gloves. And literally, this isn't just a Chloe thing. Like mega, like everyone talks about it. He's every like Dexter. I'm sure he has bodies It, like, comes up in the group chat, like, once a year, and then you bring it up, like, every six months. <laughs> I love it. Like, that. everyone's obsessed with the leather gloves. Sorry that I don't have good taste
1: in men. My bad. I actually supported you in that. I thought they were chic, but I like making fun of you for it. That's true. Um, speaking of chic, my second mood booster guys I think fashion is always a booster I, have to I know stop. but mine's always gonna be creams I and know, yours is always I gonna know. be boots like <sighs> uh, but oh my god I love the Mary Janes trend right now and because I've always loved Mary Janes because I just like going back in time is with that fashion, loafers it's like the I'll show you a picture but it's the shoe with like the it could have one or two straps um and you wear them with like white socks oh they're like like really like, like
0: American Girl doll shoes yes
1: and I oh my god I love American Girl dolls you know me Oh my god, it's literally pulled up on your computer. Those are yeah. those are ballet flats. They can go flats or like a heel. Because I wanted to show them to you. So those are the flat versions. Okay. And heel. We'll the post heel. them on Instagram.
0: Oh, they kind of look like dance
1: shoes. Yeah.
0: Oh, I was thinking like more you, of a low. I you lo-fer. had a really
1: popular one and then it kind of took off, but...
0: Yeah, the Mew Mew is like the ballet flat version.
1: Yeah, but I like the little pump version. Okay, those are and cute. And then there's a really cute like platform ones too. I'll, I'll show you all my favorites, but I okay. just like going back in time with fashion. Like those are so cute. Um, I would look like an idiot wearing those. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'd be for you. Okay. But they are a specific style, but I think they're so cute. I think you could do the ballet flat ones. The Steve Madden ones with, like, would cute look cute socks. on me.
0: Like the little platform ones. I like those ones.
1: We'll put them on the site, but I think Mary Janes are so cute and chic. And well, I did you like buy them yet? I'm picking which one I want.
0: Okay, so that's boosting your mood, picking which one you want? Yeah,
1: I just keep looking at that. I want a flat one and a platform one. I mean, as you should. With socks? Uh, so cute, you guys. It gives me, like, American Girl Doll vibes, but whatever. Which, by the way, I have all American Girl Dolls. I was obsessed when I was little. You still have yours? Yeah, they're probably worth, like, a lot of money. You think? Yeah. I still have Barbie dolls that are, like, the Versace Barbie doll. Oh, shit. Like the designer ones, and they're oh. still in the boxes. Well, you should maybe sell some things. I know. They're in mid-condition. You could use it.
0: Yeah. Final <gasps> mood booster. Wait. wait. <laughs> oh, shit. Not. Oh, yeah, sorry. <sighs> oh, you didn't really get that disc, did you? No. Um, okay, so my final mood booster is I did – so I really like lists and stuff because you know how I need to get everything out of my head. And usually I do to-do lists, but instead I just felt like, everything was so overwhelming, that I did a brain dump list. So I titled it Brain Dump, and even if I thought of something, like it's really easy for my ADD to think, oh, I just thought of that skincare thing. Let me just go on the website right now and order it. And I didn't basically let myself veer off the brain dump list. I was just, I just wrote every stupid little thing from work to things I wanted to order to things I wanted to remember to do, people I wanted to email back, just like every little thing. Like it literally says, yeah, I'll show you. So I did brain dump and then I did Monday and I made it so that you could check it off too. Ugh,
1: so that it feels,
0: so that it feels like more accomplishments so like even like nail appointment but then it's also like pod sheet prep so it was like every single thing I was thinking and I didn't really organize it besides the fact of the checking it off and it was just nice to have more of like a like titling it brain dump and knowing you could just like go crazy but still being able to check it off because it's really easy to like Forget those little things that were in your mind that you and you just feel like you didn't accomplish anything. But it's like the fact that I like actually remembered. Oh, like I wanted to order lotion, and it's like look, like you did one thing. And so brain dump instead of to do list was a mood booster because I just needed to get everything out and just be done. And it's been very helpful the past few days.
1: I love that. I my visual mind. I wonder if there's like a cute app that makes it look like really pretty.
0: I know. I hate like the yellow of the iPhone. I know. app. It's so. Remember when you showed
1: me Good Note?
0: Oh, I use it on yeah. my iPad
1: still. Just it's so. I like pretty. that one. But, I
0: do like that one.
1: Um, okay, my last mood booster. I'm having like I mean, I love fall music. Everything comes out. It's so sad, and I'm such a sad music girl. Sad girl fall. Um, but the new 1975 album is being funny in a foreign language. I think it's their best album yet. Really? And I know you probably don't listen to them.
0: Yeah, no, it's gonna be a no for me. <laughs> Okay, but I feel like that's something that's just going to make me more depressed.
1: It's so good. It's like back to, if anyone listens to 1975, it's like OG 1975 with a little new. But they went back to like first album vibes. But then they made it like 10 times better.
0: I mean, like maybe I'd like it as like background music.
1: It's so good. I like Human 2. Okay. Obviously, Happiness. And then Oh, Caroline are like the top favorites so far. Which, by the way, Midnight's is out. Wait, it's out? I think so. No, I think it's dropped at midnight tonight. She said the last midnight before midnights.
0: The last midnight before midnights. The last midnight before midnights. Midnight. It's not out yet. I think it comes out tonight. Doesn't that seem like it's like today? The last last midnight. Before midnights comes out. So today is the like Midnight tonight is the last midnight. Oh, and she
1: posted it yesterday morning. So she'll
0: post it tomorrow morning. Yeah. I swear to God, if this album doesn't slap, I'm going to literally pick it. I'm going to be fucking picketing outside.
1: I know. I I don't know. I think it's gonna be really good. Actually. I think it's gonna be really good too. Yeah, I just like the concept. Anyways, I'm
0: really excited. I honestly haven't liked her whole like, hey guys, it's Taylor thing. It's like, uh, okay. what's that? She's just been like posting like TikToks and like Instagram stories and yeah. stuff, and I'm just kind of like. This feels too personal. Yeah. like, like you're Just a, do it through the music. Like, you're a celebrity. Like, you don't talk. <laughs> Stop it. Okay, so let's jump into our... Fuck off. You can't talk today. I don't know what's going let's, on. Let's jump into our current mood convo all about being thankful for our heartbreak. It's going to feel horrible, and you're going to have to feel your feelings, but we wanted to talk about just, like, our experience with heartbreak, how we got through the stages of heartbreak, and why we're thankful for it, and hopefully it'll, like, inspire you if you're going through it, or even if, like, sometimes I feel like a lot of girls DM me being, like, Like it happened six months ago or something like it can take a long time. So I figured if we both go through our experiences and why we're thankful for them, maybe it'll inspire you to like get a little thankful about it instead of just unthankful. That's yeah. I think for me, I turn it into like a me problem a lot where I'm like, what's wrong with me? Instead of like noticing what it's done for, most people do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's that thing I always say like, things don't happen to you, they happen for you. And like, that's why we're like thankful for them. So, I feel like
1: since we're cousins, we've been there through each other's heartbreaks. So, that's that's why I think this is going to be a fun one. But I kind of want to know your breakup history because obviously I know some of them, but Mm -hmm. I internally I feel like which one like really hit you the hardest I feel like you have like that one big breakup but some people have more than one big breakup so talk us through kind of like your breakup history
0: I would kind of consider having two serious relationships in Los Angeles the first one wasn't nearly as serious as the second and the second one which like was very public like I definitely talked about it on YouTube I've talked about it on the podcast so I think everyone kind of like knows which one that is and that was Right, Like during the pandemic, I would say. And I think that was obviously the hardest because it was like the first real, real, real breakup where I felt like my lifestyle changed, my friend groups changed, like my whole life changed. You know, I feel like you lose a partner, but you also lose just like your day to day and your lifestyle and what you do just every moment of every day. Right. Um, and then I have had two breakups since then, actually. And they're both – it's interesting because I think the first one was a bigger ego trip. I I explained this to you once. I was like, I feel like it's more I'm upset that this didn't work out and that I couldn't make it work and what did I do wrong. And then the most recent breakup was a very short-term relationship, but I feel like it was the first person I really connected with authentically in a sense of I've always tried to be someone else for men. And this was the first person that I was 100% myself. And I was, like, a little blindsided because he was just emotionally unavailable. So, like, instead of, like, working through it, he was just like, I, like, you don't have the capacity to, like, work through this. And, like, it was just one of those, like, really sad ones where it, like, didn't really end for, like, a specific reason. And, like, he yeah, didn't... Those are the hardest. It was, like, we didn't really want to break up and he almost didn't do it, but then we did do it. And so it was just... That one, like, weirdly almost hurt more than the one before. So I, that's why I think that there's so many different types of breakups and yeah. heartbreak because they'll pull, they'll break your different parts of your heart almost, you know, it's like this bruised the ego of my heart. And then this like broke just my entire being. And then this one broke my heart in a sense of like, this connection was so special. And I I can't believe that this wasn't the right person. So
1: I've definitely like like
0: breaking your lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. So I think that obviously, like, there's like the biggest heartbreak. And that one was really like, You know, like I lost a lot of weight. I was very depressed, like all this stuff. Whereas the past two, like, I've kept eating. I've been fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like I've
1: definitely like I've been
0: sad and stuff, but it definitely has gotten
1: easier. So the biggest heartbreak, like the one you think, how long was that relationship? Four years. I'd say. Do you feel like that one kind of like broke you apart where you had to pick yourself back up and reformat and I mean I had that together?
0: I had like a full ass like intervention, like You know, my family was worried because I wasn't eating. I was, like, so depressed. And it was just – it was, like, two Christmases ago now. And, like, I hadn't – it was, like, right before I was, like, deciding to move back to Chicago. I just bought my house and everything. And it definitely just, like, ripped me a new one. And it's just so weird because, like, in hindsight now it's, like – I feel like my memory is just so bad. And I think it's, like, a trauma response of, like, you just kind of, like, forget And so thinking back, I'm just like, I don't remember like all the details and stuff, but I definitely like was not, like it was really hard to work. It was really hard to hang out with people. I was just fucking miserable. Like I was just depressed,
1: like straight up depressed. Right. I feel like there's stages of a breakup and I feel like, like you said, there's different types of breakups, but I think everyone has to go through that one big one. Because I don't think you're going to find like self-love and like your true person until you go through like some kind of like grief
0: yeah because you have to and like that was the one too where I remember not knowing and I think I've said this before but I like didn't know that I was allowed or was supposed to have needs yeah in a relationship like I like it was a really big growing experience for me to understand what a healthy relationship looked like afterwards and obviously like you said it started with myself but I'm curious for you because like obviously I've seen you go through breakups and stuff because I feel like I you're like really strong so it's like it's also hard to know like I feel I'm very like outward with like my like depression and crying and like all that stuff like I've seen you really upset and I've seen you freak out I feel like it's kind of coming back to me but which one was yours was it in California
1: I yeah I had California in 2019 um that which is 2019 I know isn't that crazy like end of 2018 i Early 2019. Oh, okay. and I also think this is good to say because it doesn't, like you said, you were dating him for like four to five years. I was only dating mine for like half. Six months. Yeah. So I don't think it's like, oh, this isn't heartbreak because it wasn't long-term. Like, you could still be destroyed over something, like, so short just because it was I so I literally
0: kept saying that with yeah. my last one. I was like, I know we were only dating for a yeah. few
1: months. But. And it's really important for people not to make you feel stupid because of that because, like, love is love. Like, you could fall in love with someone in a week and get, like, yeah. your heart torn out. So, yeah. yeah, I think you should be confident being like, my heart was broken. And it was whatever time limit, I think it still hurts the same. What but. type
0: of, like, heartbreak do you think that that was? Do you think since it was a short period of time? Time, like when you like reflect on it, are you like it wrecked me because
1: it felt? I think it was because it felt, um, like unexplainable. Like you said, mm-hmm. like there was no reason. And then, like you said, like I come off as strong and like <laughs> I forgot you said I spit people out or what chew them it? up and spit yeah. Them out. Yeah. So before him, I feel like whenever something ended. Like, before him, my other heartbreak, which is really interesting, is I actually dumped someone and broke his heart, and I actually broke my heart because I, I felt so sad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then all the other people, like, it was just, like, eh. Like you one, were just over it. Yeah, and then I met him, and, like, I, I knew him for so long, where I feel like, in my mind as a writer, I felt like it was destiny that we, like, mm-hmm. met back up and, like, reconnected, and it was, like, so strong um, that I felt, like, like, not in control when he finally ended it. So i actually got love bombed which i can go into but
0: oh i didn't even think about that yeah so
1: love bombed is which i learned through that um is when someone it's usually when someone's like hurt or insecure they bomb you with love so it's like over the top like oh my god we're forever i'm obsessed with you like just like crazy love way too fast because Mm -hmm. honestly like that can be healthy too but his was like way too fast and me at the time i was super insecure so i Fed off of that. Yeah. I loved it. I was like, and I think it made me kind of confused, but thought I was in love back. Yeah. Um, so he told me he was in love by like New Year's, and then I told him I was in love like two months later. Oh. And right when I said that, it was kind of like he knew that he needed that for himself. And once he got it, the next day he called me being like, I don't feel it anymore. Like, this is over. Like, I I just don't feel anything. No, like,
0: literally that's exactly what it is because once they get it, they don't need it anymore. And then also I I saw this was interesting because I think a lot of people get confused or scared of being love-bombed in an early relationship. And one of the key things to know is – I saw this example on Instagram where, you know, we just started dating and – Um, he's making all these plans he wants to take me out on my birthday like is that love bombing and the person responded was like it's not love bombing if he actually does it it's love bombing if he changes his mind and goes back on it so you know what I mean so like if like someone's doing all this nice stuff for you and like you're actually like you're making agreements together and that's actually a good point that I want to point out but you're making agreements together and he's like fulfilling them that's not love bombing like that's love like the bomb is like they basically like put it and then they like walk away and yeah, so they, they take it away. back yeah they take yeah. it away because i think Once that they, was confusing like, get what they want i think that was confusing when people started talking about love bombing yeah. because i should didn't... do an episode on that because i feel like I you know. could go forever on love yeah bombing. but yeah and now i know you. I, I, I mean i remember seeing
1: you after that breakup and you were like not okay <laughs> no because for me i need a why like not a what yeah. a why yeah and he had no idea he's like i don't know why i just woke up and the feelings were gone and for me that's like my worst nightmare like, I hate not having, like, any explanation. Just like, oh, I just woke up one day. Well, I feel like that's the, the most... The explanation was love-bombing. Yeah, but, like, and, like, I also, like, emotionally
0: sign. unavailable. Like, not... Like, there's so many whys. Yeah. And I think, like, that's the most important thing of, like, if you're going through a breakup or, like, still kind of thinking about one, I think that it's obviously so cheesy and so cliche, but you're not going to get closure or anything when it's all coming from this other person like you're not going to get a why and even if you do get a why it might not even fulfill you and i think that's what i finally learned after a few months of my first heartbreak was like the reason i was like letting go and the reason i was forgiving and the reason i wasn't holding on to things because I realized that I was only making myself sick. I was only ruining my own life. Like this other person left me and they're out doing whatever the fuck they're doing. And me wanting closure, wanting a why, wanting to be angry. Like it was only fucking with my life. And I always use the example of like, Holding on to anger and resentment is like drinking poison, expecting the other person to die. Right. As much as it sucks, because we want answers so bad. Like, I even still sometimes think of, like, what could I have done differently? Like, why? Like, I need more information. But it's it's just so useless because, like, you're really not going to get it. Yeah. You know?
1: I think that's the hardest part, too, is, like, accepting that because I wanted it so bad where I, like, demanded it. And it, like, freaked him out. Yeah. And then I made myself sick. Like you said, I remember you saw me and I was I, like... Not eating, I couldn't sleep. You were trying to like distract me by taking me out in LA and I was just like, I'm like not okay. I just remember sitting in my backyard
0: and just you just yeah, like you were like, this is depression. panic, a panic attack. attack. Yeah.
1: But going off that, like the stages of a breakup. So I looked it up. Okay. And there is five stages is what like experts say. So it's denial, then anger, then bargaining, which is, like, wanting them back, yeah, and then depression, and then finally acceptance. So do you think you went through those stages or had one more than the
0: other, skipped some? I think, like, my toxic trait, like, legit is bargaining okay. because I think I have such abandonment issues that even if something's not good for me and, like, needs to yeah. end, like, I will do whatever it takes or, like, I will, like, bargain the shit out of a relationship. Like... I feel like denial and bargaining are like so me and it's almost like I skip the... For me, like the anger doesn't even come till so much later because I'm like so in this tunnel vision of someone's leaving me, someone's leaving me and then I'm bargaining and then I just go into like depression and grief and then it's not until like I'm far enough away from it where I can be like, fuck you. Like I remember after like my last breakup or like two breakups ago... I remember thinking, just, like, being so sad and, like, oh, I, I did the bargaining. I did the denial. I did the bargaining. And then I went into depression. And I remember, like, two, like, a month later, I was, like, sitting with Mego or something. And I was, like, what a fucking dick. Like, you know, yeah. it doesn't come till later because I can't hear it at right. the time. But I definitely think that those are for sure the stages. And I think it's the same thing with regular grief, like,
1: how it can kind of, like, fluctuate. and You yeah. can go around a little well, bit. I think a relationship is, like, losing, like... A loved one you know because they're not in your life anymore it hurts so it's almost like they're like like passing away from your life because yeah. you're probably not gonna see them and the again. worst thing
0: is like they're still alive so like you yeah. have that like thought of what if we get back together like what right. if like like you feel like you still have some like control. there's no closure
1: so it's like almost yeah. like it's honestly
0: it's like i don't mean to say that it's worse but like be having been through two forms of grief it's just like such a di- they're so different and like the other one is just Heartbreak is just so much more, like, paralyzing in a yeah. way. Because, like, death is, like, technically natural in a sense, even though heartbreak is, too. But it's, like, you, like you're like you surrounded by people. Like, you're in it with, like, other people, too. Whereas, like, heartbreak, like, you just feel, like, alone. And, yeah. like,
1: it's horrible. But, I mean. I know. I think, like, death I felt more in the depression stage. And heartbreak was more, like, my world was, like, ending. Like, I felt yeah. like I was over. Because it yeah. was just, like, you don't have, like, that future of, like, of what you pictured with that person because
0: it's like it has to do
1: with you too yeah. it's like you didn't kill someone no. and they
0: die but it's like it's your
1: fault that yeah. your
0: relationship didn't work
1: and I think like the stages are important because like people think they go in order or like it's, yeah it's so math mathemat- or logical like that but I feel like you can skip a stage or only stay in one stage or like go backwards yeah. but I feel like I have to add a stage because my first stage is shock like I, I honestly don't even cry first because I'm like this isn't happening like wasn't that
0: denial I guess cuz you just said this isn't happening. So yeah. it's technically denial, but like your coping mechanism together. is like shock. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like like I think some people's denial will be like no, no, like you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a shock.
1: And then I'm in the angry phase. Yeah. But I totally get the bargaining phase too because you almost like bargained for your why though. That's what it was for me. Yeah. I just wanted a why and closure. Yeah. But I did bargain at first because I was like, what if we like had time apart and like thought about it? Yeah. And then we like. I think it's
0: so natural to bargain because like we just said, it's you, as a human, you have this idea of it working. And so you're like, is there anything left to work out? Right. And I think it's like important to note it, note too, that they're called stages for a reason because you do get to acceptance. And I think that. There comes a point too where it's like you almost have to snap yourself out of like the like how we said snap yourself out of the anger you're only hurting yourself snap yourself out of the bargaining because like what are you fighting for you know and so like I think it's so hard when you're in it to like see and have acceptance but like that's why we say we're thankful for it because. You're gonna feel your feelings and you're gonna have to lean into those feelings I mean I wouldn't say lean into bargaining so much but yeah, like that's a toxic it's, one but yeah and it's, it's like you have to you pull have to your. you have to go through it because you can't rush the healing process yeah like I think that's what I figured out of like everyone's on their own healing journey and you can't rush it and so I think people love timelines yeah and they want to be like how long does depression last how long till I should start dating again and all that stuff and it's like it's so personal like you you can't rush any of it you can't you have to go through the stages as you go through them. But I think the important thing to know is like acceptance is always comes with those stages. Like right. you will not feel like this
1: forever. Yeah, it's always the end goal. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important too that like sometimes you have to give yourself hard love. Like yeah. I watched my roommate go through heartbreak and she was in like the depression bargaining stage for so long that finally I was like, I can't hear this anymore. You yeah. either have to, you have to snap yourself out of it. Like blaming yourself or I actually had to like give her some tough love. Or I was like, you need to stop and like yeah. move on to the next stage. Like listen to yourself. So sometimes you have to do that to yourself where you're like, okay, like it's time to cut off like being sad about yourself.
0: no one can do it besides yourself. But I think that's the reason why it's so important to be vulnerable with the people in your life because you need support and accountability because if you're just going through it alone and pretending you're fine, it's the same thing. You're only hurting yourself. You're only making it worse, and lasting longer. But if you're honest with the people in your life about how you're feeling, they're able to support you and you're gonna actually be able to snap yourself out of it faster too because you're not living a lie and you're like seeing how your mood affects other people in your life and you're it's almost like faking it till you make it too. at a certain point of like you know what I've been like this for a few weeks but like I want to spend time with my friends and I want to like, I don't want to be a buzzkill. So you kind of fake it a little bit, but then you have, like, moments of, like, real fun and, like, real joy. Right. But not just faking it all the time to where you don't have people to be, like... It's like,
1: manifesting You need to snap out it. Of Yeah. It. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, you have to, like, manifest it. But I think yeah. it's important, too, of, like... A roommate's a different situation because, obviously, you live with the person so you can see it. Right. But I think, like, if you do live alone or something, like, making sure you're being vulnerable about, like, the stages you're in and just being honest because it makes you honest with yourself and other people 100%. so that you can each hold yourself accountable yeah and she
1: ended up thanking me like later being yeah. like wow I needed that or I would have still been there like yeah. doing that." and I think you're gonna thank yourself one day knowing like okay yeah. I like I had to give myself yeah. that because like sometimes you push. have to
0: hear it from someone else yeah. but I think that you, we don't give ourselves enough credit about like that it is that little like moment in your head of like even like doing like one thing a day that's better right. but a lot of times like it is so hard that like you do like I mean I had to have an intervention with my family and then you had to snap your roommate out of it. Like, it does sometimes take an outsider, but it's the yeah. people that,
1: like, love you and see what you're going through. And you gotta listen. I know. You gotta. And that kind of gets into the next thing before we get into the main thankful mood is, like, getting through a breakup. You kind of touched on it a little bit, but, like, did you have any, like, mechanisms? Because I know that's probably what people wonder the most is, like, how the F do I get through this? Because right. at the time, I felt, like, hopeless. Where yeah. I was like, the, I'm never getting through this.
0: Yeah. I think the main, like, the first one I would say is, like, having a support system and not going through it alone. Like, making sure you're telling people what's going on. Like, don't feel guilty about putting your shit on other people because you know if, like, the roles were reversed, you would want to be there for your friend or you would want to be there for your family members. So I think being vulnerable and honest is a really good tool to help you get through it. Because you're going to be feeling your feelings. And I think that's the next one of like, feel your
1: feelings. Don't avoid
0: it. Because there are some people that are avoidant. And they don't want to deal with it. And then it just comes up in your next relationship.
1: Yeah, you'll just carry that baggage with you. And then ruin good things that are actually good for you. Yeah,
0: another good tip that I have too is reminding yourself that feelings aren't facts. Because you feel so shitty. Yeah, But like it's not necessarily real. You know, because it's like so easy to make yourself feel worse and blame it all on yourself so like feel your feelings but don't but remind yourself that they're not it's not factual information it's just feelings right and And then you just have to get through it to like learn something about yeah exactly and like they feel like shit but I think that's like how almost how you were saying like manifesting right like it's kind of like also like there's like leaning into it like do the things like watch the tv like cry in bed like do all those things like I don't even remember what we did for you when you were in 2019, you so. took me. To, you took me a little tour
1: around LA. I did. We like had brunch. I, Is like, that it,
0: when we went to um that, like place we got fig and Olive? Yes. Oh. Oh my god!
1: I was like. I couldn't even focus. But you you tried so hard to distract me. I appreciate it.
0: And it's like, it's not like you're going to do that every day. Yeah. But like, you know. It's but I remember like, I reached
1: out being like, I need you. Because I can not yeah. be alone. Like, honestly. But I, that's what I'm saying. I like, think distraction out. actually is good in the beginning of like the stages. When you're like really sad. Yeah. I think you need to be active. And you need to be distracted. Because then you would just sit there like. I mean I have O C D so I'd be like obsessing over it. Yeah. So I even mean, getting the- out of the house and distracting me with whatever the hell you were talking about that day because I didn't even listen. It was like honestly helpful though.
0: Yeah, I mean like now that I think about it, when um last year when I was going through a breakup, I knew it was happening and I sat in bed and I stared at the ceiling <laughs> for I kid you not for six hours. I didn't look at my phone. I didn't leave the house. It, it was absolutely horrible. But then the moment it happened, it's like I went into fight or flight mode and I texted Claudia and I was like, I'm driving to your house in LA. Yeah. Like, here I come. And it's nice too, like, even if you don't want to be super active, like you said, reaching out to someone and saying, I need you. And yes. just being able to be like, let's lay in bed and watch Sex in the City. hundred Like, like at least just not being talk alone. Talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And not
1: talk about it. But like. Because I remember that day we had, you talked about anything but. And yeah. I kept bringing it up and you're like, nope like yeah. look at the weather and I was like I hate the weather <laughs> no yeah
0: well because it's also like I know your personality too and I know that like you're gonna like twist it in different yeah. versions to like ask me the same question differently and I was just like no we're not doing this because like we're not doing this today right now because like you right. were like too fragile at the time to yeah to really even if like, I like, dive
1: into it even
0: if I did help you understand at the time and same with me it's like it, it's so fresh that it's, it, it's not resonating at the time so I think like distraction And surrounding yourself with one, two, whoever it is in your life is really, really important. And I think that people also, like, taking the timeline off yourself is really important. Um, I think that people always wonder when to start dating again. And I think that's extremely personal. Yeah. But I do always think that after a few months, it's nice to just have fun with it and be yeah, open and serious. not try. Right. Even if it's like a wine night making a hinge profile, I think that that's just like a fun thing to do to just like re- remember that
1: like there's literally just other human beings on the planet and that'd be like, you're awesome. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think like, like I said with closure, like I hated not having it, but trying to find closure in a way for yourself where like whatever that would be. Like for me, it was just like finally texting him being like, we don't need time. Let's just like end it here. Like yeah. done. So, also, fully recommend never taking space or time. That is the worst thing you can ever do. Yeah, I know. Honestly, like, that just causes anxiety because it's the unknown of, like, when that timeline ends, what's going to happen. So, just, like, no space is healthy, I think. Just end it or don't end it. I think for me,
0: instead of, like, the closure part of it, I guess what I just, I always kind of flip this switch in my head where I just decide not to resent the person and to accept that everything happens for a reason And that everything's going to work out. And I just decide not to hold on to anger anymore. Yeah. And be just like, because people always say like, can you be friends with your ex? And I wouldn't say that I'm friends with my exes, but I would say that there's no bad blood. Like I don't like, there's like moments where like I'll talk shit or whatever it's because I'm a normal person. But like anytime I talk about any of my exes, I always say like, they're good, like they're good people. Like they're fine people. Like we just like, we, it was not a healthy relationship for us and it's just not what I want. And so I think taking the – like you said, taking the power of, like, realizing, like, I actually want someone to not treat me like that. I want someone to not just let go of me so easily. Because in the moment, you're like, I can't believe someone would just walk away from me. Like, you just want to leave me, like, chopped liver. And it's, like, realizing, wait, I actually just want – that's just not my person then. Right. And just kind of, like, re-taking like your power back in a sense of, like, I – Hold nothing bad against you I think you're a great person like you're just not for me I don't want that so yeah. it's like almost like taking the power back and like not building a resentment right you know what I mean no I think that's super healthy because I'm like nice to everyone like yeah oh God, over the summer when I, I, mean, I, I can't hold grudges so I totally feel that I know I mean like I literally ran into my ex over the summer and it was absolutely brutal and horrible but I just wanted to be nice and be cool did I have one moment where I was psychopath 100% <laughs> but that's neither here nor there and but like even my like one ex like I don't think we were a great match necessarily I don't think we had enough time to figure it out but the circumstances were absolutely hor- horrendous because of our yeah. like, careers and I don't hold that against him and I think that it was shitty and it sucked and whatever but like I'm not gonna not be friendly and right. like,
1: talk. Like, you know what I mean it's yeah. just weird I know and I think like I used to hate this saying but the older I get it's so true like honestly time fixes anything and everything so like the more that time passes the more you like it's farther and farther away from it where you really do learn like why that happened and like why you need to go through it yeah which brings us to thankful. Being thankful which is the most important part because I'm sure you agree and everyone like that's like fuck you I'm not thankful yet but I think everyone at some point is gonna start being thankful because I would not be the person I am today without every single heartbreak mistake sadness like whatever it is like you I feel like you have to go through it to become who you are now and, like, your self-love journey needs that.
0: It's almost thankful because it almost kind of goes with what I was just saying of, like, you're taking the power of it. You're yeah. turning it into a positive. Like, you are in charge of reframing it and being like, no, I'm thankful for this. And obviously it's easier with time because you can actually look back and see all the things that happened. But it can be something that happens, like, a few months later and just, like, really getting grateful about the things that have happened since. Yeah. And like the th- even they're like really, really small. Yeah. And like, Yeah, I mean, I even think about you know, oh my God, if that never happened, like I'd still be living in Los Angeles. And I'm like, I'm so thankful that I am where I am today because I'm stronger, I'm wiser, and I know what I deserve. I'm not going to settle. I'm so thankful that I never settled. And I'm so thankful that like now I live in Chicago and that wouldn't have happened without X, Y, and Z happening before. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I hate when I, like, I honestly, I hate when people say like, well, why were you ever with him? Like, I always thought like he was so weird. It's like, don't ever like regret anything that mm. you've been through anyone that you've loved because honestly someone is telling you that you needed to go through it you need to feel the feelings even if like honestly like a lot of things aren't love like a lot is an like, infatuation and you learn that later like oh wait i actually might not have been like fully in love with him it was like something else yeah. love bombing or whatever it is but i just really really don't like when people are like wait why are you with him like yeah. thank god like i'm so glad that's over it's like no like don't ever be like beating yourself up that you were with someone even like you said like your first heartbreak was a toxic relationship i don't think you should ever be like oh my god yeah like i can't believe i was with them like no you had to go through that to learn that like that was not okay and that made you stronger now and
0: like reflection reflections relationships are our biggest mirrors into ourselves and basically if you don't get really thankful and grateful and heal and lean into like why was this the relationship you're just going to get into those same ones because it basically shows you like all of what you think you need and what you need. And so for me, I realized that I am so used to abandonment that I had this reflection of like all of my insecurities coming at me and stuff, but getting thankful and not regretting it and learning from it. I'm able to now go into other relationships and know that I'm, what my needs are and what my desires are and what I want in a partner and Yeah, it's like you can regret like I I just yeah, I don't think you should regret anything because it makes you who you are. And when you live with that regret, it's almost like a pit. Like it's like a resentment. It's like a chip on your shoulder. And at the end of the day, you can't go back in time and change anything. All you can change is how you move forward. Right. And so being thankful for the experience, even if it's like you know toxic and horrible or whatever like and obviously this does not apply to like domestic like violence and stuff like that but you know you can at least better yourself and get stronger within yourself and with what you deserve in the long run
1: right and I always say like the more mistakes you make or like the more you put yourself out there and get hurt it's like you build up this like armor of like self-love and security that like your core gets so secure and strong that like whatever like hurts on the outside surface like at least your core is strong where like you will always come back to your core and be like oh I don't deserve this like yeah. it was just like a moment like it's like you know who you are yeah and you know that you can get through hard things yeah but I think when you know who you are is when you go through hurt like you have to get hurt yeah. to like keep knowing who you are and like what you deserve and become stronger
0: well I mean even like the second breakups after that big one they fucking hurt and they yeah. sucked, but like it didn't rock my world the way it did the first time because the first one did make me so much stronger. And that's not to say that you can't have two like insane heartbreaks that do that. I just think that, you know, they were like shorter term relationship. They were as different. They yeah. were different heartbreaks. And it really, I I don't get as much relationship anxiety anymore because I've developed so much more self-love and self-security that I'm just more confident in myself and right. like I'm thankful for all that shit that happened to me because now I'm able to navigate older and wiser in a healthier dynamic. And you almost like can call yourself out quicker. Right. Like you realize what you're – because I think the biggest thing for me too um, in relationships, I think it's really easy to make it – make everything your fault. But then also once you're kind of at the acceptance phase, think that you had no part in it. And so for me, I always am very self-aware in a sense of like, I know my part in the breakup. I know what my faults were because we are not perfect human beings. Like whether it's almost just like being insecure and letting that happen to you. Like that's like something, okay, that's my part. I need to work on being secure. And so I think you, you're you thankful because you also learn about yourself and you take self responsibility because it takes two to tango. Right? It's not like, Oh, this, it, this was, I had nothing to do with this. This person was just an asshole and like, I just deserve better. It's like, think about your part in it though. Like yeah. what did you do? And it's not to like, like victim blame in a sense of like, Oh, you got your heart broken and it's, you know, your fault. I'm like not saying it's your fault. It's just like what can you improve on too? Like that's right. been very powerful in a sense of making me the best version of myself is going through the hard things and realizing what I've had to work on.
1: Yeah. No, I love that. And I think it's also important to note that like after your big breakup doesn't mean that like all your other relationships you learned everything that Yeah. Be better and better and better and better. Like yeah. actually after my bad breakup they got worse and worse and worse. I started dating like garbage fire and then like it starts to get better. So yeah. like I don't want people to think you have a big breakup and you're like, oh, it's on the up now. Like yeah. you still have like dumpster fire like relationships, maybe, but it's like a learning roller coaster process. Yeah, too.
0: like healing isn't linear and it's never over. Yeah. you're never healed. No. I think like that's the biggest thing that I've had to learn through therapy and even as someone who is very comfortable in being anxious and depressed, I even get afraid of being healed. And like it's like, no, you're never going to be. So like, get that out yeah. of your mind and just work on your shit. But you still are going to have like you're like you said like you're not perfect like you're still going to have problems in your relationship even if it is healthy and it is the one like we are you're two humans that are integrating your lives together right. it's not going to be it's not easy always be perfect but yeah. you're at least going to be thankful that it got you to the right person that you're able to work on those things yeah. with and be even because that's when you get to a really health, healthy relationship of like two people that are on the same page and i always say a relationship is a series of agreements And you agree to date, you agree to do this, you agree to love each other like this, you agree, and you agree, 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 until one day you stop agreeing. And I think a lot of times we get to that point where you stop agreeing, you stop being on the same page, and it's easy to then shift your own agreements, and shift what you want, and just kind of fake agree, and that's where all the toxicity comes. And like that's your end of the bargain. And when you're finally with someone that makes you a better version of yourself, and makes you heal even more... That's, like, oh, I'm so thankful I got to this person.
1: Right. Because you're not going to ever be fully healed, but at least yeah. you can heal with it just your partner. Feels so easy, though, in a way. That's, like, natural just to, like, be yourself, even if it's not perfect, you know? Yeah,
0: and, like, peaceful. And, like, yeah. Secure. Like, you're not afraid that something bad's going to happen. Right.
1: And I think the most important – I sound like my mom – but the most important relationship you have is with yourself. So yeah. my biggest advice is to be comfortable being alone. Like, yeah. I – It wasn't comfortable at first, but I've been alone, like, for a while. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm dating now. But, like, I think it's, like, once you feel comfortable being alone and knowing, like, your self-love and security comes from yourself and not relationships, that's when you find the person you're supposed to be with because then you can look at it as, like, is this person right for me? If they're not, I already love myself and I'm secure and, like, feel totally fine being alone that, like, see ya. Like, I'm not, like, ruining my comfort in being alone and, like, my self-love with some, like, person that's not gonna yeah
0: respect right, reciprocate and yeah. respect it I think that's the biggest thing I've learned in the past year yeah. it's like I am just constantly putting other people's needs before my own and I got to places an and it, like yeah. also like codependent like anxious attachment like all that stuff it's really you your subconscious almost like drives you to be that way And then I think once you build
1: enough self-confidence, you're
0: able to be like, no,
1: I don't like this. And I'm not going to
0: freak out if you leave. Yeah. Like, I don't want you if this is what it is. Yeah,
1: it's that strength of being alone, knowing, like, you're not scared to be alone. So why take someone that's going to, like, ruin your peacefulness and, like, self-love? Yeah. Like, only allow people that are really worth it to ruin your, your security.
0: It just, it feels different for the first time when you realize that you don't have to bend over backwards and you don't have to... Kind of, you know, go back on your agreements and you don't have to do all these like toxic things that our subconscious wants us to do because we're used to it. It's like, you know, our childhood and all that shit that comes up as adults. And I think that it's good to go through that and that's why you're thankful. But then, once you start healing and you go through what's actually happening, you're gonna finally find the person that you're meant to be with. And it sounds cheesy. Yeah. But But it's true.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I just want to wrap it up. What do you think are you like most thankful for going through all these big heartbreaks where like you learn the most about yourself because of this? And this is why you're most thankful. Hmm.
0: I think I'm most thankful that I learned how to actually love the parts of myself that I was told were too much and that were not okay and I've learned how to balance that because like you said I am a very nurturing person I'm thankful that I now know how to nurture someone without bending over backwards and changing my entire life and personality and who I am I'm thankful that I finally figured out who I am at my core personality wise and although I still have codependency issues and anxiety attachment issues, I think I at least am now at a point where I know I have needs and I know that I deserve something in the relationship and I could still be nurturing and be myself, but also I can be taken care of too. I'm allowed to have that. And it's been really like, I don't oh, know, like cool to be able emotional. <laughs> to... <laughs> it's just been like really cool to like have like, I feel like I'm always doing everything for everyone. And so it's been a really cool adjustment to, like, realize that there's a person out there that actually wants to do things for me. And I'm like, whoa. Oh,
1: this I love is tight. that. And you wouldn't do that without all your heartbreaks learning. Like, I need to yeah. be taken care of, too.
0: Yeah. I'm just, And I never, like, let anyone. But I also, because I didn't think I was deserving of it. Yeah. And I didn't know I was allowed to and so now I'm like oh wait no like yeah fucking
1: do that for me that's tight <laughs> oh I love that what's I'm yours so happy. honestly like the same like I feel like I'm thankful for heartbreak because it's made me gain the confidence and like strength to finally love myself um and like I said like be completely happy with the life I have and like if I add someone to it they better like add great positive things to it instead of like tearing myself down to like have someone be part of my life because it's yeah. so strong and happy alone that I created for my heartbreak but that now when I like welcome someone into it it just gets better yeah the people that like make it better and that's what I found with my boyfriend where he just makes it even better than it it already was he's just like adding great things to it instead of like making it harder and you're
0: whole by yourself and he just adds something to it he doesn't
1: like complete
0: you exactly like because I feel like that's like the term that everyone always uses yeah complete me it's like no I'm whole by myself yeah but you add the right stuff yeah exactly I love that let us know if you guys feel thankful for your heartbreak and Why and how, and we'll repost it on Instagram so that maybe you can inspire other people that are going through it right now because we know how hard it is. I know it's so much easier in hindsight to be thankful, but hopefully, it at least made you look at your hurt and your heartbreak a little bit differently for once and maybe. Find some gratitude and thankfulness inside of that worst mood and turn it into a best mood, even if it's not today, eventually. Make sure to give this podcast five stars wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. Send it to a friend who you think needs it right now. Boost their mood. Boost our mood by following at The Mood Pod. And you can follow me at Lauren Elizabeth. And me at Chloe Parr, two R's. And we will talk to you next week. Bye.